So Congressman Babin, we're so happy to have you here with us today. And before we get started, I'd like to introduce the congressman to our audience. Congressman Babin represents the 36th Congressional District of Texas, just north of Houston. He has served in Congress since 2015, and he is the co-chair of the House Border Security Caucus. Thank goodness. So regarding immigration, Congressman Babin has introduced several really important pieces of legislation. For example, he's authored legislation that will cut foreign aid and deny travel visas to countries who refuse to accept or unreasonably delay the acceptance of their own nationals once they've been ordered deported. He's also introduced two key bills in 2021, one that would limit birthright citizenship and another that would grant funding to states to build barriers along the border. So anyway, Congressman Bavin, thank you so much for, have, uh, for joining us today. We're excited to talk to you about your fight for common sense immigration policy. And so let's just jump right into it. I'd love to talk about what's going on in Capitol Hill right now. So uh, just to remind our viewers, uh, Congress uh, enacted a temporary spending bill on September the 30th, and that'll go for about six or seven weeks. And that deadline is November 17th. Only about three weeks away from that. Yes, ma'am. And then to complicate matters, the president has now sent this request to Congress for foreign aid for Israel, Ukraine, and maybe some funding for border security efforts. So given this great mix of things that's going on, we've got a deadline coming up. What do you think the chances are for real meaningful policy changes to be added to any of these bills? Thank you, Julie. Well, it's good to be with you. Uh, you know, I'll tell you what. I, uh, uh, To me, uh, border security is one of the most important, if not the most important thing, because it encompasses so much mm-hmm. uh, of the threats that we have to this country today, whether it be terrorism, uh, economy, public health, uh, uh, criminal activity, you name it, uh, the border is going to impact that. Uh, but I, I, what, your, your question is very valid uh, we don't have very much time left uh, until the mm-hmm. the the, the, the uh, funding streams are going to run out, and mm-hmm. we will hit the we'll hit the shutdown mode. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we have a very narrow majority, but the the good news is that we just elected a very strong mm. pro secure the border. Uh, uh, you know. Uh, Speaker of the House. That's good to hear. And yeah. uh, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to him really standing up very strongly, uh, and using our power of the purse. Uh, we have uh, an opportunity, I think, even with a, with a, the narrow majority that we have, of getting some some legislation, especially pulling parts of our great bill yeah, HR two secure the border it's a landmark Act. piece of legislation. Yes, ma'am. And we can get some of those provisions put into a must pass bill. Uh, and start using our power of the purse mm-hmm. once again, uh, the way it's intended by the by the United States Constitution. And I think that uh, Mike Johnson will be just the the, the speaker uh, to lead us through this effort and really force the hand of the president uh, and of uh, Mr. Schumer over in the in the Senate mm-hmm. uh, and get some really meaningful uh, provisions put in there that we can. Uh, start securing the border. It's it's out it's outrageous yeah. what we've been subjected to in the last three years of the Biden administration. It is. And uh, it's it's interesting. I was just about to touch on that. You know, over uh, the last year, the numbers, the new numbers came out, the new stats came out over the last weekend, and we've had over 3.2 million illegal aliens encountered on the border in just one year. That's more than all four years of the Trump administration 
combined. Yes, ma'am. So we have, we're we seeing a strain <laughs> on our cities like never before, um, and, and certainly that affects border states like Texas. I mean, tell us, how are Texans handling this? What are your constituents telling you about this, this, this insane wave of illegal immigration? They don't like it. Let me tell you, there's a lot of apprehension there. Uh, certainly the economy's got to be right up there somewhere where they're, you know, because of the, the inflationary uh, pressures that we're seeing today mm-hmm. where, where families are hurting mm-hmm. badly uh, when they go buy their groceries or fill up their cars, uh, try to buy a house, uh, try to compete for, with, with foreign nationals for a job. Mm-hmm. And that leads me right into how we are impacted in our economy by an open border. Yeah. All of the above, which I said mm-hmm. earlier. Uh, everything is impacted by an open border. And quite frankly, uh, it's more than uh, you just mentioned uh, the, uh, uh, what'd you say, 2.4? Well, 3.2 total. If you count both the borders. If you count both the borders. Well, I'm going to tell you, that's this, that's this fiscal year. Yeah. You're looking at eight to nine million cents uh, that have come across the border since Biden has taken office, and if you if you throw in gotaways yeah. in there as well, one point seven the, maybe the ramifications, the ramifications yeah. of the of, of a gotaway when you can see how easy it is for someone to come in, yeah. just give up to the border patrol and say I'm here to seek asylum, and they're basically coming in, they processed, uh, and then they're given a bus ticket yeah. or a plane ticket anywhere they want to, uh, any town they want to in the United States of America. So if you have that many gotaways, yeah, that tells you they don't want to be caught. Exactly. Who are it's these people? Scary. What kind of criminal uh, behavior have they had in mm-hmm. their past? Uh, what kind of terrorist watch list have they been on? Yeah. And we know that they're out there. And so it's it's chilling to think of the ramifications of this type of open border uh, that has been caused by uh, Alejandro Mayorkas is mm-hmm. our DHS secretary and, yep. and, and President Biden. What do you think is your constituents want to hear the most? When you come back on weekends and, and you go back and you talk to your constituents, you know, what are you telling them about what the government is doing? I mean, what do, you, what do they want to hear most about your world and what Congress is doing to address all this? I mean, what do they, what do they say is most important to them. Do they understand that throwing money at the problem won't solve anything? Well, I think some of them do. Mm-hmm. Uh, others don't. Uh, you know, every state is a border state now. Every county. Uh, I represent, my district is not just northeast of Houston. My, I represent from Houston all the way over to the Sabine River in Louisiana. Oh, wow. Uh, so we have, yeah, uh, we have nine counties. And uh, uh, quite frankly, uh, we're impacted just like every other district. In mm-hmm. fact, we're going to probably get to this later. I even have a, I even have a community of, of illegal aliens inside my district that is greatly impacting uh, a, a particular county that I, mm-hmm. that I represent. But people want to see that we're doing something because mm-hmm. they know that we have been thrown to the wolves by, by the Biden yeah. administration that they are intentionally leaving the border open Mm -hmm. and incredibly, no one can figure out how in the world a leader who swears an oath of allegiance to to uphold the laws Mm -hmm. of this country can just advertise that we have an open border and continue to let people come in who are sick, who are, uh, you know, uh, multiple times uh, deported, uh, convicted felons already. 
uh, are te- on the terrorist watch list. How can a, how can a, a an elected official of the United States of America yeah. uh, uh, allow this to continue? So they want to see something being done, mm-hmm. and they know that uh, the Republican Party they expect that we can do thing uh, that we can do a lot more than we really can. Uh, with just one half of one third of the government, that because that's that's what we have basically, uh, Julie. Uh, you know, we got a very narrow majority in the in the judiciary. I'm um, excuse me, in the uh, legislative branch of our government. And so, quite frankly, uh, they want to see some results, mm-hmm. and we've got to we've got to show them results and tell them uh, the re- the real story that we have to stand up uh, to the to the administration and do things in a way mm-hmm. that's smart. To do these things, like I said, pass uh, put 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 these provisions for border security mm-hmm. in a must-pass yeah. bill that Democrats are going going to want to have. Well, to your point, now I mean it's it's sad. It's actually tragic that we're that Congress is at the point where they have to force our president to enforce our immigration laws. I mean, the president could take steps today, right, to to right. solve this matter. I mean, what do you think? What would you tell him to do if you had a, if you had a chance to talk to him about immigration? I mean, what could the president do right now, today, absent legislation, to start fixing this problem? He could be doing what we told him to do <laughs> at the very before he even took office after after the election. Mm. Uh, we we told him to to keep keep stay the course mm. with remain in Mexico. Yeah. Uh, with Title Forty Two, with with uh, interior enforcement, yep. deporting. Uh, people who've had their day in court uh, to to work work uh, continue the negotiations with Mexico and other mm-hmm. other countries uh, to take these people, and they haven't. They didn't listen to a thing that we we advised them to. Yeah. Uh, and as the co-chairman of the House Border Security Caucus, I have led delegations uh, down to the border a number oh, of times. Fantastic. I've been I've been on the uh, the to every state. On our southern border, from uh, San Diego on the Pacific Ocean all the way to Brownsville and the, and the uh, Gulf of Mexico and every state in between, and um, incredibly, they are ignoring their oaths of office. They are intentionally endangering the lives of American citizens. They are looking the other way when fentanyl comes pouring yeah. in, and. Let me tell you something. This is not a harmless little deal that's just going to give them some more votes if you enfranchise these illegal aliens. Mm-hmm. This is killing 100,000-plus Americans every yeah. single year. Every day, Terrific. 300 Americans are dying of drug overdoses that are coming across that, uh, that southern border. Mm-hmm. And then the terrorism that we're, we're seeing. After we saw Hamas... And they invaded uh, Israel and committed heinous atrocities. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. We know the reports are that that Hezbollah and Hamas and other terrorist groups are coming in. And I think it's just a matter of, of uh, when, not if, uh, we are attacked again because of these open borders. It's incredible that the, the, the danger... Uh, that this administration has exposed the American people to. Yeah, I agree. And it's hard to argue. I mean, all this money for foreign aid and, you know, people's opinions might be different on on the, the conflicts. But, you know, from our perspective, you know, we're asking the question, you know, what's the point of, fire, you know, of, of fighting terrorism overseas if you're just going to leave our borders open and invite all the terrorists up through our southern border? I mean, 
we need to be able to fight terrorism at, at, here at home as well. Yes, ma'am. And that's, uh, there's no question about that. Here we are spending billions of dollars uh, to, uh, for Ukraine's mm-hmm. border, and we can't get this administration uh, to, to do yep. some meaningful things. In fact, on the, uh, the state of Texas, I'm very proud to be a Texan because our state government has really pushed back with Operation Lone Star. Mm, I wish they pushed back more. I can tell you, I, w- I would like to see even more. But out of the nine counties that I, uh, that I uh, represent, uh, seven of those counties have county resolutions that said this is an emergency situation and an invasion. Hmm. They are declaring what's going on at our border an invasion. Yeah. And I think that should be enough so that our governor can and has finally did declare an invasion at the border. Article 4, Section 4, mm-hmm. Article 1, Section 10 uh, says that uh, we have that right mm-hmm. uh, to uh, protect ourselves when the federal government doesn't do uh, their required mm-hmm. mission, and that is to keep each state uh, safe from invasion. And that uh, the, the the Constitution states in Article 1, Section 10 that we can't wage war in the states unless we're being invaded, yeah. and unless uh, that uh, time it is such an emergency that it, it will not permit uh, any delay. So the state of Texas has the yeah. right to protect themselves. And they're doing a great job. I mean, just think what would happen if they weren't fighting this fight, if they weren't fighting this fight, if they weren't helping. You know, they're really helping all Americans by standing up and saying, no, no, not on our watch. We're going to do something. Look at the uh, the mayor of New York City. He wants them to yeah. secure the border now. <laughs> yeah, uh, know. You know, it took him a long time to come around, but uh, he's he's experiencing uh, just a microcosm yeah. up there in New York yeah, City to what we're we're seeing every single yeah. day. I mean, we had uh, two hundred and sixty nine thousand people come across that border last month, mm-hmm. and down at Eagle Pass, we're having tens of thousands coming come in. I think they've had two days. Uh, where they had 11,000 people come in on those two, on, on those two occasions. I know. This wave of illegal immigration, it's going to crush our institutions if we don't get a handle on it. It's and happening it's, right now, yeah. uh, Julie. It really is. Uh, we're, we're having to compete. Our American citizens are having to compete with illegal aliens for jobs. Yeah. It, it, the, the inflationary pressures that we're seeing, it's getting harder and harder for the average uh, American citizen uh, to go out and, and get a loan and buy a home today. Yeah. And a lot of that has to do with, uh, with the illegal aliens. And the money we're spending uh, is contributing to this, uh, uh, you know, these inflationary pressures that we're seeing today. We're having to medicate, incarcerate, mm-hmm. uh, and educate uh, these people that are coming in by the millions every day. Oh. And quite frankly, I mentioned one uh, county in particular in my district, uh, that has been impacted, and that's Liberty County, Texas, and a place there called Colony Ridge. I was going to ask that's you about right. that. I was yes, just about to, and and it's been there's been quite a controversy around that. There's certainly been some uh, problems with crime in the area, but I, I think a lot of our our members, our audience, may not be familiar with it. So why don't you just explain to our audience what's the controversy down there? What what's been going on? Well, the controversy is that. Um, in fact, about three years before I was even elected, uh, maybe four years before I was elected, uh, a developer uh, began selling mm-hmm. uh, property uh, to uh, uh, citizen, non-citizens, mm-hmm. basically, 
Now, I'm not saying all everybody in this community is a is a non-citizen. I mm-hmm. think there there's probably some citizens in there too, but he only requires an I-10, mm-hmm. uh, and that uh, they don't have to show proof of citizenship uh, to uh, get an owner finance loan uh, for their uh, for their uh, their lots in this in this particular mm-hmm. uh, uh, community. And over the years, I've been I've been worried about this. It kept keeps me up at night mm-hmm. uh, when we're thinking about uh, the impact that this is having on my uh, constituents in Liberty County and all of East Texas, quite frankly. And I've seen uh, uh, the school district that this uh, uh, that is encompassed by this particular uh, uh, community has quadrupled. Really, uh, quadrupled wow. over the time that I've been in office. I've been trying to get attention to it for basically the whole time I've been in Congress. And now uh, I think uh, folks are waking up and seeing just the impact. Here we are 300 mm-hmm. miles from the border, yeah, Julie, it's a, yeah, it's and ways. we're being impacted in, in this regard. Uh, we know there's there's cartel activity there. We know they've had four overdoses just in the last uh, week or two uh, in oh, Cleveland Independent School District. Uh, we've, we've, got, uh, we've, we've got situations there where Missing persons. We've had people uh, found dead in their cars. We've had gunfire, automatic gunfire at nighttime. We've had we've had first responders uh, mm-hmm. who have been fired on uh, when they go into this uh, this particular area. I flew over it after Hurricane Harvey a few years ago, and then I flew over it again uh, a, a month or two ago, mm-hmm. and it looks it looks like it's doubled in size. Uh, and uh, it, it encompasses about 33,000 acres, and it has got a footprint about the size of Washington, D.C. Uh, it, that's it's a amazing. big development. I went and had a, had a, I met with uh, for about three hours with the uh, superintendent of Cleveland Independent School mm-hmm. District uh, a few years ago, uh, and uh, he showed me the plat of, uh, of this, uh, this area, and the desperate need they have for bilingual educators, which mm-hmm. they can't find enough of, and not having enough uh, school buildings uh, because they're growing at so 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 fast, fast. rate, the fastest growing school district I think in the state of Texas, maybe oh my goodness. maybe even somewhere ranks up high even and in you, the United States. And you said it's three hundred miles from the border. Yes, wow, yes that's yes, amazing. It, it it really is. Uh, so it's been uh, been a great concern to me, uh-huh. uh, and I, I'm just hoping that uh, they're in a special session right now. I led my. This is the Texas legislature. Yes, ma'am. I I, I wrote a uh, we we uh, we composed a letter to the governor of Texas and to the attorney general mm-hmm. of Texas, which was signed by all 25 of the Republican uh, congressional delegation of the state of Texas, uh, asking them to investigate uh, this whole thing and see what kind of remedy we can mm-hmm. come up with uh, during the special session. Mm-hmm. Because I'm I'm a big states' rights guy, mm-hmm. and I think the state of Texas should have the opportunity to be able to fix this problem because, uh, quite frankly, we've got Joe Biden in office uh, in the White House and Chuck Schumer leading uh, the majority in the in the Senate. The chances of, of us passing something meaningful uh, on border security are pretty, pretty tough mm-hmm. right now at this particular point in time. So hopefully they will investigate this and there will be some remedies uh, that there will be uh, before someone can get a loan that uh, they have to show more than an I-10 mm-hmm. uh, and, and have uh, proof of citizenship. Uh, you know, th- this is, we, we love the American dream. We mm-hmm. want people to come into the United States 
uh, and live the American dream, but they have to be legal. Mm -hmm. uh, this, and I've got, I've got a, a Brazilian daughter-in-law who came, did it the right way. Mm -hmm. She was naturalized. She is a citizen of the United States now. And uh, we want we want everyone to have the uh, the chance to to live the American dream, uh, and when you're having uh, eight to nine million people come across illegally, mm -hmm. invited in by this administration, it makes it tougher for everyone mm -hmm. to live the American dream. Yep. Uh, something's got to be done in this area. Well, I agree. Well, you know, I know your time is valuable. Thank you so much. You know, just as a, a final message, you know, with all this stuff. You know, these, these aid packages, spending bills, um, everything that's facing Congress right now, what would you, message would you like to send home and to the American people when it comes to immigration? We want the American people to know that we're standing up for them, that we believe in the rule of law in this country, and that uh, uh, next year is a big election year. Mm -hmm. Let's hope that we put someone that will honor their oath of office enforce the laws, and that includes the, 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 the immigration and this border security laws, mm -hmm. and pass legislation that will stop this nonsense, or we're going to be in bad shape. The greatest country in the history of this green, green earth, God's green earth, mm -hmm. is in great jeopardy now because of open borders. And that's what I want our people to, to, to understand, mm -hmm. that we're serious about this, and we intend to uh, exert our authority, the power of the purse that we have, and uh, and start uh, securing our border. Well, that's a great message to end on. Thank you, Congressman. It's been a delight to have you here today. Maybe uh, sometime you can come back and update us I'd love on how to, things Julie. are going on the Hill, how things are going in your state. We'd love to hear more. I look forward to that. Thank you very much. Thank you for what you all are doing here at FAIR. Thank you. God bless you. Thanks.